0: Hey everyone, episode 15 and we're back, second episode of the new year, it's 2022 and you know last week we talked about you know yin and yang, we talked about you know good versus evil, we talked about morality, Um, talked about um, going forward and trying to make changes you know and I'm not gonna lie. One of the changes I really want to make is, your boy's a little lonely, you know? I, um, I don't really think I've been in, like, a a relationship or, like, anything like that since I was in, like, shit, I don't know, probably high school, like, I'm talking even, like, before I graduated, like, junior year, maybe, um... And I wasn't very good at it because I was young and stupid. And um, I don't know. Those relationships usually don't mean anything anyway. But for what it's worth, wasn't good at it. Uh, More of a pick and choose kind of guy. Didn't really commit, you know. Probably still rings true. Not a big fan of commitment. And you're probably wondering, Dave, why are you talking about this? Where's this coming from? Why should we care? Well, I'll tell you why. Because I got a bone to pick, alright? And the bone to pick, or the, the, the bone I'm, the person's bone, the people's bone I'm gonna pick is uh, Tinder and all these dating apps, right? These apps suck, first of all. No matter what. Even if, I don't know, even if you're attractive, they probably suck, right? Like, I'm somewhere in the the low low range of attractiveness right but even if you're in like the Brad Pitt levels of you know attractiveness feel like these apps aren't good and I've been trying to think on like why these apps suck and why this generation is dog shit when it comes to like meeting people and dating right there's no more nuance like there's no more organic you see a girl at uh You know, the coffee shop. And you think she's cute. So you try to chat her up. But not like... See, this is a problem. Like, I'm not trying to, like, step on anyone's toes. I've never been a woman. I've never been catcalled by men. I don't know what that's like. But what I can tell you is what it's like being a dude and being scared shitless. To, like, either one, compliment a girl. Two, wanna, like, get to know her. Like, you just feel like you're a creep. No matter what. And I feel like that's, like... It's ingrained in your brain nowadays to kind of like, I guess, feel like that. Like, I guess you're supposed to feel like, how dare you ever compliment a woman? So I saw this video, and it this dude, like, there's a difference between, like, trying to hit on a girl and, like, harassing someone at their job. But at the same time, you know, it's like, I get it. If she's not responding, don't beat a dead horse. But that has more to do with, like, this dude is um, socially um, uh, like a nept, like he doesn't get it. That's not a case of like men, like not like it's a, it's a weird line to walk for me because I don't know what the other side's like. But then at the end of the day, it's like, man, I, I would be somewhat flattered if like I got hit on at my job, right? Nobody's hitting on me at my job. And that might be because I wear a mask and a hat. And most of my face is covered up. But to be fair, if most of my face is covered up, that's the best I'm looking all day long. Is if my face is covered up, alright? But it just got me wondering. It's like, how are you supposed to meet anybody if you can't like try to compliment somebody or show interest or, you know, intrigue or attraction? And I get there's a certain way to do it, but I feel like other people don't get that. It's like, no, you should never hit on people while they're at their job. It's like, well, man, like, I'm I'm somewhat of, like, a hopeless romantic, you know? When I watch these old movies and, you know, a guy, you know, likes the girl at the coffee shop. So he goes to the coffee shop, tries to chat her up. You know, like, the end of the new Spider-Man movie. Spoiler. He goes to a coffee shop. Chick doesn't remember who he is. And, you know, he has a little moment, right? They have a little moment. There's a little, little moment there, you know? Everybody say it with me. There's a little moment there. And they connect they go oh my god I feel this spark I feel this little attraction I feel this uh fluttering flittering uh feeling of emotion towards this person I've never met and hopefully from there you expand on that you uh I don't know ask that person how their day's going um when you get to know them well enough you ask them how how they like their job if it's uh if it's something they like you know, you ask them about things they see at their job. You know, I don't know. Small talk with them, you know. That doesn't happen anymore, alright? Nowadays, you get on a, a cell phone, you pull it out, you get on an app, and you basically have to, like, use car salesmen yourself. You have to car max car facts yourself, you know? Like, you have to pick, like, the best photos of you um, that, like, hide your... Imperfections, you take them at the best angle and the best lighting with your freshest drip. You know, you got to do all this, and then you got to write a bio. And, like, you could be like me and probably, excuse me, (coughs) probably be boring and a little bit, um, milk toast, but uh, at least it's honest, you know. Like, most of my bios say, Hey, I'm pretty awkward, I don't get out much, and I'd like to change that. Um, yeah. That's pretty much it. It's short and sweet and to the point. I'm a bit of a homebody and a loner due to uh, the Rona and uh, some of my friends uh, moving out of state. So I don't really get out a whole lot. I don't really do anything. And, you know, I'd like to meet a person that breaks me out of this little little spell, you know. and You know, share some common interests. Maybe go out and look at some giraffes at the zoo or something, you know. But no. That's not what happens, right? What happens is, like I said, you got to you gotta use Carsman yourself. You got to CarMax Carfax yourself on this fucking app. You got to pick the best photos with the best angles with the best lighting with your best drip. And then you got to write this bio, right? And then you just got to swipe through. Okay, I like that. No, I don't like that. And then what happens? For me, not a whole lot. Nothing happens for me. I don't get no matches. Why? Because I don't look like Brad Pitt, right? The problem with these dating sites is that like everybody's kind of shallow, like even myself, right? Like sometimes I'm not even really reading bios. I'm just like, "Mm, like that. She looks cute. She's attractive. Not my type, you know, I'm just picking and choosing. So like, you know, but it's not by my choice, you know, if there was a dating app that was like just as good as Tinder and just as many people used it. And it was just like bios and interests and you didn't see any pictures I'd get on that because I'd probably have a better chance of getting some matches. They wouldn't see how ugly I am, you know what I'm saying? But that doesn't happen, all right? So what you got to do is you got to pick and choose, right? And then if you get a match, right, nothing happens. You want to know why? Because it's surface level. It's it's the top of the, of the... Everybody just wants the frosting and the sprinkles, you know? Nobody cares if you're a cinnamon cake or if you're a, a carrot cake, if you're a red velvet cake. If you're a double chocolate cake, if you're an angel food cake, you know, if you're a white cake, you know, they don't care what kind of cake is in the cake. All they care about is the frosting and the sprinkles and the fondant and the cool shit, you know, they don't care about what's really there. So, you know, like I said, you get a match after picking and choosing, selling yourself, trying to, you know, put the best you you can be out there into the universe. And what happens? you fucking find the worst, driest conversation you've ever had in your life. Nobody wants to talk and if you like if you end up getting someone to reply for me most of the time anyway, maybe I have bad taste in women or maybe I don't think this is just me. I think this is a lot of people um, unless you're literally on there and you're like both super attractive and like outgoing. And, you know, going out to bars all the time. Like, unless you're in that culture, these apps, like, I feel like they don't work for you. Like, 100%. Like, that's just me. I don't know. Maybe I'm ugly and uh, I'm bad at, at typing bios. But, like, I don't want to have to lie to meet somebody either. That's the other part. It's like, oh, well, you need to do this, this, and this, and you'll get more matches. It's like, yeah, but, like, isn't that kind of like a mind game already? Like, we're playing games off the bat. Like, I'm only doing this to get attention. I don't... I, yeah, ech, you know, that's how I feel about that. Ugh. Eh, I don't want to do that. What I want to do is, like, meet with someone where we both are like, oh, that person looks like somebody I'd like. That person looks like somebody I'd want to hang out with. I find that person somewhat attractive. And then you have a conversation, right? And you go back and forth. And you ask each other, you know, at, at first it's weird. You got to just start off with, like, how's your day going? You know, blah, 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 break the ice. Then you start asking each other about, you know what are you into? What are your hobbies? What are your passions? What what, what, what do you what do you do? Are you in school? Do you work? Are you homeless? You know what's what's the deal? Tell me a bit about yourself, right? But most of the time that doesn't happen. Most of the time you get these people who reply with like one word, and they don't like. It goes half the times like this is why you're single is because you're a white t-shirt. You are boring. You have no substance. You're not even milk toast. You're worse than milk toast. You're a white t-shirt. That's why I call those people white t-shirts, bro. They're the worst. And if you're one of these people who's like, oh, a white t-shirt is classic. Like, shut up, Slim Shady. Go back to O2, all right? Nobody's wearing white t-shirts, all right? Fucking James Dean over here from the 50s. Like, oh, this is a classic. Like, shut up. Shut up, dude. I wear black t-shirts, all right? Everybody knows black t-shirts are where it's at. It's not about white tees no more. Black t-shirts. I just, I grabbed my t-shirt and I'm pulling on it, like represent, just so you know, I'm part of the black t-shirt society, no more white tees around here, white tees are over, they're over with, you know what happens when you wear a white tee, you get a stain on it, regardless, religiously bro, white tees are good once or twice, if not, you start a little sweat around the armpit region, it's gonna stain, white tees are out bro, black tees, I could, there could be blood on this bro, there could be pasta sauce from six weeks ago, you wouldn't know. Washed it, it came out as black. Boom. Anyways, back to the subject at hand. I've been just meeting the driest people, bro. And this has been happening to me for like a few years now. So, like I said, maybe it's a me thing, but I've lived in a lot of different places and I feel like it's more of a generational thing. Most people are just looking for like surface encounters, or I don't know. I feel like a lot of people are just on there just to get attention, like just to have somebody add their Snapchat. I don't know. Like, it's so weird. I'll meet some people. You know, we'll talk, we'll exchange Snapchats, and I go to Snapchat them, and they just open that shit and leave you on red. So it's like, why did you even hand, why did you even give me this Snapchat? Like, what is the point of this? Is it just so more people can view your fucking story, you fucking loser? Like, oh, well, now I got another one. My Snapchat score's going up. Like, fucking loser? Like, why did you give me this Snapchat if you had no intentions of furthering the conversation? Because, like, let's be honest, I've had Tinder... Dude, I've had Tinder, like, since high school, right? A young buck, you know? And, um, like, it's not that good of an app. Like, to this day, Tinder glitches, it crashes, um, I don't get notifications sometimes, so like, if I do get somebody that's interested, oh, that message was from five days ago, and I never opened it or responded, great, now I look like a dickhead, thanks, Tinder, you know? And it almost makes me wonder if, like, you don't pay for it. Do they do they give you a shitty app on purpose? Also, you're out of your goddamn mind if you think I'm spending it's like $16 a month to like see if somebody likes me, motherfucker. What? It's a scam, bro. It's a ripoff. Unless you're like super attractive, bro, you are not getting shit on that app, 100%. And I I blame a lot of it on the culture. It's like I said, like this day and age, this culture that I grow up in. It's very service level, even though people want to pretend like they're all about personality and what what's on the inside really counts. It's like, that's not true. A lot of people are out here looking for somebody that looks like Chris Evans um, from Captain America where he comes out and he got a shirt off. And uh, Peggy Carter like touches him I'm like, oh, my God, he's got muscles now. That's that's what these chicks are. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to be rude. I don't mean to put it all on women. Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm a fucking weirdo. And I just look very unattractive. But it's like, hey, man, I'm just being me. I'm not going to pretend to fucking, I don't know, bro. I I don't do shit. I'm giving you what I do, all right? I don't have no pictures of me with dogs or a horse or uh, doing anything cool. That's what it is. I'm at this point in my life. I'm showing you where I'm at. And it's like maybe, you know, maybe i don't have nothing to offer. But I don't know, bro. I always thought dating was supposed to be about, like, You know, trying to find common interests um, or just general like interest and intrigue in a person. Where nowadays it seems like, oh well, if you don't have all these things, then I don't really want to date you. If you don't have your own crib, even though the average rent is like (laughs) four checks of the month. Like all four of your paychecks pay rent. Um, That's what it feels like around me anyway. Fucking single bedroom apartments are like... I don't know, $1,000 a month. Some ridiculous shit, you know? So it's like if you don't have your own house and your own car and you don't make this much money or you don't have a cool job or you're not in school, it's like, man, I got a bunch of comic books. Yeah. got like over 400, 400 of them hoes. And now I got a a 9.8 CGC rated Batman comic in the plastic case and everything, you know? I got some cool shit. You know, I got Bob Dylan. Uh, <laughs> I got a Bob Dylan "Times Are a Changing" record. I went to a, a record store and that shit said forty dollars. I was like, I got a forty dollar record at home. I got a Beatles white album with the posters and it's clean. You know what? That's worth like sixty dollars. You know how much I pay for it? Like fifty cents. You know, I'll be out here, I'll be out here thrifting. You know, but they don't want no, they don't want no Macklemore. You know, uh, I don't want to compare myself to Macklemore. I was just going with like the thrift shop reference. I remember when that song came out in high school, bro. Me and my friends played that song like six months before it ever came out. And dude, we thought we were like the coolest people in the world. And then like a year later, like we never wanted to play that song again. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, man, it's like I said, it's like, you know, it feels like dating nowadays is more of like an application. Like uh, if you don't pass like the, it almost feels like you're going to like a job interview. Where, like everybody's like oh hyped up like all right you know they they're in their car they're like dwight in that episode where he him and jim go on a on a sales call um you know out of the office and um jim's like you still do that thing he's like leave the keys <laughs> he like he like leaves the keys to the car and dwight's in there listening to like i don't know alice and chains or something hyping himself up like I, who's the best salesman i'm the best salesman something like that and then When you go into the interview, you see like 60 other people there with just this somber look of like, ah, another one. And it's like, fuck. They're going to judge 80% of us on looks and then the 20% who get in, then it's going to be merit-based. That's what it feels like being on these dating apps nowadays. Like, if you don't pass the eye test first, nobody gives a fuck about your personality or how funny you are. Maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm jaded from all these years of fucking wasting time and effort and you know, it's just like I said, like, there's nothing more fucking frustrating to me than like when I match with somebody, and I'm like, all right, cool, like, you know, maybe I'll get a date, maybe this is a potential, you know, not even relationship, but like, I don't even look at it like that, it's not like every chick I, I, I match with, I'm looking to date off the bat, but it's like, I look at it as a potential, like, oh, this could be a friend, this could be somebody I go out and get coffee with, but it turns into like, I have to ask a question 24-7. I got to keep the conversation going. Like, it's dry as fuck. And it's just like, man, this is why you people are single. Because you have no personality. You're a white t-shirt. And then you match with somebody. And then, like, you get some... Bro, I'm, I've matched with this one girl, bro. And, like, it's like she never knew how to have a conversation. Or she never had a real conversation with somebody. It's like she would say something. And then I'd ask a question. And then I would get, like, a a weird answer. So then I'd have, like, another question because it didn't make sense. And I'd get told, like, why are you taking it so serious? It's like, oh, my fault. I'm just just trying to figure out what you mean. Like, you're saying a lot of weird stuff. I'm just trying to clarify. I thought it was interesting. And then, you know, I continued this conversation with her. And by the end of it, it was like, you're too intense. And I was like, you know, you're fucking boring. Like, how about that? That was my response. You're boring as fuck. You're a white T-shirt. This is why you're single because you say a bunch of weird shit and then when people ask you questions, you tell them it's not that serious. It's like, well, then what? What, what are you even talking for? Just go be weird by yourself then. Like I don't, I don't care. Like you know, this is like a two way thing. Like if you don't want to participate, I def I'll fucking go on. There's plenty of fish in the sea, you know. I don't, I don't know if you should use that phrase anymore, bro. All this commercial fishing going on. There's plenty of tadpoles in the pond, you know. <laughs> I don't know we could try to change it but yeah man i don't know if anybody out there is listening and you want to interact with me let me know do you use tinder do you use bumble do you use any of these dating apps i think facebook's even got a dating little tab now a little facebook tinder you know you use any of these things if you do what's your experience like is it like mine or or are you are you handsome are you attractive are you gorgeous and you just get matches out the wazoo and maybe that's why you fucking respond to people like that. Maybe you got so many options, you're like, eh, fuck this one. Like, if if he, you're like the Yankees, you know? You're like, ah, eh, if this player don't work out, I could just buy another one. Don't really give a shit, you know? <laughs> but, yeah, it's super weird. And then the amount of times you, like, meet somebody. And, dude, the amount of times I try to set up a date and these chicks just flake, bro. They don't respond. Or, um, yeah, man, they just fucking don't care. It's like, oh, okay, so we talked for, like, two weeks, I ask you out on a date, and then that day comes, and I just get ghosted, bro. I remember this one chick, I'm not gonna say her name, not that she'll ever hear this, but, um, man, yeah, I was talking to this chick for, like, over a year, bro, and, dude, she led me on and, like, uh, left me hanging, what's that called, stood me up, that's what it's called, she stood me up, like, three times. And it broke my fucking heart every time, bro. Every time. I would get so excited. I would tell my homies. I would pick a place. And then that day would come. And I get off work. And then I get no response. And then, you know, you want to text and ask. But at the same time, it's like, man, should I just swallow my pride? Fucking my triple texting for, you know? Double text is bad. But three times, it's like, man. But you don't want to be. You don't want to be let down, but you also don't want to be, like, insensitive, you know? Like, maybe something really, like, but that's my problem. Like, on the third time, I'm like, oh, maybe something, maybe some serious happened. I'm like, this is the third time she's done this shit, bro. You're getting played, homeboy. You look like a dummy, bro. She got you on a string, and you're a fucking yo-yo, bro. Like, <laughs> you know? Fucking yo-yo. They throw you down and pull you up when they want. And then, uh, eventually, that chick just straight up ghosted me for, like, no reason. We were actually talking again. And I should have known better, but you know, it is what it is, man. You know, uh, it's my share of karma. I probably did some, you know, a lot of fuck shit in high school. Not that, uh, not that that shit really matters, you know. I guess maybe it does. Maybe I affected some, some, uh, some women's lives back in the day with all my shenanigans. Um, so you know, maybe this is my karma or something for being a little dickhead when I was like sixteen and seventeen years old. You know, maybe that's part of it. But at the same time, bro definitely am a changed person and i'm not into the whole like hookup culture i can't be doing that y'all that be doing this hooking up this person that person one night stand i can't be doing that that shit shit just feels fake it feels contrived you know it feels like uh there's no real lust y'all just doing this because you're bored like uh, recreational which is like nothing wrong with that do what you want i'm just saying for me i can't be doing that that shit It makes me feel sad and kind of empty, you know? Like, we don't really care about each other. We're just fucking wasting time messing around. It's boring, you know? I don't want that shit. I want that shit where, like, I come over to your house and you already got Naruto playing because you know what episode I'm on and we about to watch that shit. And, you know, I bring you some Dunkin' Donuts or something, you know? (laughs) I don't know. But, yeah, man, it's tough out here. It's tough out here. And, like I said, it's even tougher... In the real world. So, like, as far as I'm I'm concerned, I feel like, you know, dating on the internet and all these dating apps, they're hard enough. They don't work that well. They don't lead to fruition most of the time. And then in the real world, it's like, bro, you get caught. You get sneaky snapped. That's what we used to call it in high school. I don't know what they call it now. Candid camera. That's even older. I don't know, bro. You would be out here trying to ask a girl or maybe, heaven forbid, like... It's like I said, heaven forbid you hit on a woman and show interest. Like, I think there's a difference between, like, catcalling and being, like, disrespectful. And then, like, I don't know. I guess, like, uh, is hitting on women, is that, like, that phrase? Like, hitting on, hitting on you? Like, hitting on them? You know, women, men, people of the opposite sex, somebody you're attracted to, gender fluid people, whatever. Is hitting on people, like, is that outdated too? Is that offensive? To like hit on somebody to show an attraction. Like I I get there's a difference between harassment. But it's like it's so sketchy. To Like there's been so many times in like the past three years. Where I've seen a girl and I was like man she's cute. She's looking at the same mangas I was just looking at. Oh she's looking at the same Daredevil comics. I was just you know I'll be out and about. And I'm like oh man I was just looking at that too. Like you know that's kind of cool you know. She's kind of cute like you know. Should I go say something? And then I'm like absolutely not. You're going to look like a fucking weirdo. You're going to look like a creep. She's going to pull out her phone and pretend she's texting on it. But really, she's recording your ass so she can fucking blast you on Twitter and Snapchat to all her friends. Like, look at this fucking weirdo trying to hit on me. This fucking absolute dork tried to fucking hit on me. You know? Or they're going to spin it like, yo, you harassing me. Even though if you could, like, do it one time. So it's like I said. I don't know what it's like to be on the other end. Nobody's ever hit on me. I've never been catcalled. You know? So I don't know what it's like, but... I don't know, I'd have to, like, I think it's all about the way you take it, bro, I think, like, if you're looking to be offended, or, uh, if you're, like, you know, pre predisposed to, I don't know, feeling harassed, you know, maybe you got some baggage or something, you know, but, like, people can't know that, and it's like, uh, it's like I said, bro, you never know until you try, but nowadays, it's like, fuck it, why even try, bro, you're gonna, like, that's how I feel sometimes, I don't know if I'm alone in that, um, you know, a lot of my people I know are from a, a small town, most of them, like, had a, I feel like most people have an in with, like, somebody they end up, you know, dating or whatnot, you know what I mean, like, some people have, like, uh, mutual friends or, or whatnot, but, you know, for somebody like me, I moved around, one, my whole life, and then, two, after high school, I moved around a lot, too, so it's, like, i never been in the same place long enough, and now, even now, like, all my friends I had no longer live here for good, you know, good reasons. A lot of them moved out to, you know, one of my homies moved to be closer, you know, to his family. Another one just moved out to get out the environment and make something of himself, and um, that's cool, and I respect that. Um, but it's like, you know, that leaves me in a position of knowing nobody, and, um, you know, like I said, it's real hard to just put yourself out there when... There's this like social stigma going around where it's like, stop hitting on people at their jobs. Where it's like, motherfucker, like, how are you supposed to meet anybody? How are you supposed to like romance somebody? You know, everybody wants this old time love like their fucking grandparents, but they fucking don't act like it. They don't, they can't even act like that. I can't approach somebody like they used to back in the day. It just wouldn't work. You get called a loser. You get called a fucking weirdo. You can get told to get the fuck out of here, you know? You know? Or they're going to just hit you with, like, I don't know. I have a boyfriend, and they don't have a boyfriend. Like, the amount of times I see that shit, it really pisses me off. Why don't you just be honest with somebody? Why don't you just tell them, like, hey, listen, I appreciate it. Uh, I'm not looking to date nobody right now. Um, But, you know, blah, blah, blah. Why can't you just be nice? Why are you going to be a fucking liar about it, you know? This is the other thing. There's so many liars out there, like, fucking, ugh. I can't stand it. can't stand it. And that brings me to my next topic. I, You know... I think I said this either the first episode, might have touched on it a a couple times, I don't want this to be political, I don't want this uh, uh, podcast to be, there's so much of that shit out there, you can go find that shit anywhere, and I feel like there's almost too much of it, you can't even watch sports, you can't even watch a football game without some sort of, you know, politics being involved or social justice, not that I'm opposed to it, you know. I just think that there's so much of it that this show, this uh, this little thing, should just be a break from that. I don't really want to talk about that. I want to dive into it. And this is, like, somewhat political, somewhat scientific. Um, but it also has to do with podcasts and, like, free speech and, um, you know, The Godfather. Well, he's not really The Godfather, but, you know. There was other podcasts before Joe Rogan, but Joe Rogan is like the most watched, most listened to podcast. Everybody knows who Joe Rogan is. Everybody's seen an episode of Joe Rogan. He's probably had a celebrity you admire on there. Um, and uh, I guess, you know, on the latest of, you know, try to cancel Joe Rogan, um, I guess he had a doctor on. I don't really listen to the, the medical ones. I don't I don't really care. And I don't really care um, to discuss or debate or you know whatever about covid do what you want i wear a mask um be vaccinated don't be vaccinated i really don't care i don't want to talk about that what i want to talk about is the fact that you know he was talking about covid and um you know other things the vaccine whatnot with this doctor and you got all these other doctors and these medical uh me- what is that medical experts in the medical field you know um it was like 90 of them something, wrote a letter to Spotify, signed it saying, you know, you need to put a label on this that says spreading misinformation. And, um, you know, as as bad as the argument is, I think Joe Rogan uses sometimes. It's a lot. It's one he uses a lot of like, I'm just a guy asking questions um, and I don't know anything. And uh, while that's that's true, you know, like I get it, I get what he's saying, like, you know, he's not trying to come off as an expert, he's not trying to come off as, you know, telling you what to do, he's just talking, he's just speaking, and he's just asking questions. At the same time, that's kind of lazy, because, you know, I remember when Joe Rogan was like opinionated, and um, wasn't afraid to get a little wacky, and nowadays when people ask him questions, he's like, I don't know, I don't know, he's like always oh, on the fence about everything now, which is like, I guess, like Spotify money, you know, don't be, don't fuck up you know, don't bite the hand to feed you, but, I don't know, with shit like this, it's like, he has no problem, because he had COVID, and, you know, the thing with CNN, where they made him look uh, worse than he was, like, they put a filter over his own Instagram video to make him look sick, and, you know, they were, uh, like, I guess that's my problem, is, like, the, the actual news, um, I think it was CNN, um, said he was taking, is, like, a, ivermectin some sort of drug compound that can be used for humans but it's also found in like horse dewormer you know you had national syndicated news channels um spreading misinformation about joe rogan literal misinformation like saying he took horse dewormer when he didn't he took an actual medication or whatever so that that was okay there was no problem they didn't have to say nothing They didn't have to apologize. They didn't get fined. Uh, You know, nobody gave a fuck, right? But if Joe Rogan has a doctor on that has different views than like the medical consensus or the accepted medical consensus, I don't know. I'm not here to debate the science. I'm not here to talk about COVID. I'm not here to talk about vaccines. What I'm here to talk about is the glaring problem that a syndicated news program right cnn one of the oldest you know news stations or whatever this is the oldest shit right they can literally lie on live television about this dude and nothing happened like besides people being upset nothing like no, nothing happened nobody lost their jobs um nothing really happened nobody cared right they took his own his own instagram video they put a filter over it to make him look worse than he was you know they do all this shit And that's okay. Nobody says anything. Oh, that's just how it is. But then like when you have an independent person such as Joe Rogan who built his own business who then sold it for hundreds of millions of dollars to Spotify. He wants to have on someone and have a conversation with them. He wants to discuss certain things. They want to talk about it and they want people to listen. You know, they're not advising these things. They're not making you do these things, but them just having that conversation it needs to be labeled misinformation but you know they don't need to label fucking cnn as this might not be true this video might be fucking filtered to make this person look worse they don't have to do that they don't have to tell you all that shit on the news but if if it's an independent person like yes we need this to be labeled misinformation because this damages you know lives or whatever right it's like what? What about the news? What about all the fake shit you hear about? You know, um, anything really, bro. The news is always fucking up. It blows my mind. Like the amount of times the news fucks up or gets something wrong, or you know, deliberately. Like the news likes to do this thing that like this boss I used to work for did at this pawn shop, and that uh, the Sopranos and the mob used to do. It's called doublespeak. It's like where you say something and it's not a lie, but it's not a truth either. It's kind of in between. You're not really lying to them, but you're not telling them the truth either. That's what they do. It's not like you're not going to be liable for it because it's technically not wrong, but it's also not true either. It's somewhere in the middle. It's called doublespeak. I don't have a very good example, but like basically when I worked at the pawn shop, we would have to like sell shit like that. It would be like, um, like it's like, it would be like if somebody asked you if, um what they say it's like if somebody wants to ask you for uh like you don't say cheap you say inexpensive um you don't say it's worse you say it's different it's like this gun is definitely worse than this gun it's dog shit it's not good at all but in reality it's just a little bit less inexpensive it's a little bit less expensive it's a little bit different features it's like mm-hmm. That's true, but it's also dog shit. Those features that are different are bad. They're not good. And the reason this gun is cheap is because it's... it's, Or the reason this gun is less expensive is because it's poorly made. It's not made out of good materials. The inner workings aren't as nice as a Glock, you know? So it's like that kind of shit. But they don't have to have warning labels. They don't have to have, you know, misinformation. Nobody comes after them when they legit fuck something up. It doesn't matter. But heaven forbid Joe Rogan talked to some dude for three hours about COVID who differs with, you know, the scientific, like, whatever, bro, like, that's just stupid to me, it's like, I get it, I get a lot of people listen to him, I get it, might impression, some, some people, but, like, you know, the same shit as, like, Joel Osteen, or Osteen, however you say his name, that fucking preacher that's a piece of shit, you know, he convinces millions and thousands of people that he's a good dude serving the Lord, and they believe it, and they give him money, and they attend his services, do I have to label that dude as misinformation? Because even in the Christian religion, that's misinformation, bro. He's a fucking charlatan, you know? But you don't have to do that. But because it's, you know, because it's a podcast, because it's an independent person, I feel like they go after these people all the time, you know? Maybe not even Joe Rogan, just all the time. It feels like if you're not, if you're independent and you're not one of these, you know, part of these corporations or these little fucking groups, it almost feels like frats. Like, if you're not a part of fucking this group or that group you know, we're going to come after you, but, you know, there's misinformation everywhere, you know, like, it blows my mind, but it's like, no, we have to label this one, you know, and, you know, maybe it's because of the virus, um, I get it, it's a public safety thing, but I don't know, man, I feel like there's a lot of things out there in the world that are misinformed, or there's a lot of people out there in the world that are misinformed about certain things, but it's just as dangerous, but nobody cares about that, This is just like a hot button, this is a current topic, So it needs to be, like, it has to be. And then it's like, okay, so not just this episode. Now his entire catalog is marked as possible misinformation. When there's some good shit. And also it's like, yeah, man, people say some weird shit sometimes. People say some shit they don't mean. People, you know, make up shit. Whatever. Whatever. The the goal shouldn't be to just like stick a label on it and be like this is shit. It should be like why don't you you fucking make your own platform like I've doing Like why don't you make your own podcast, bro? This shit wasn't hard. Well, it kind of was, but it's not that difficult. Any anybody could really do it. You gotta make your own little name. You gotta register an RSS feed. Then you gotta sit down and you gotta record it and you gotta have shit to talk about. But it's not impossible, bro. Anybody could do this shit. There's thousands of podcasts out there. Why don't you make your own and share your own opinion? And it's like nah, we're just gonna label it as bad. I don't care enough to, like, actually educate people or, you know, put energy and passion into changing people's opinions. I'm just going to demand that you change it and you demand that you put a label on it, you know? I don't know. It blows my mind. It's like I said. You got, like, <laughs> there's so many, like, like Scientology, bruh. Like, what the fuck is that? Mormons, even. Sorry, any Mormon listeners. But, like, there's so many dumb religions out there that are tax exempt. And are allowed to practice um, that are like so unconventional, you know? You got people who can wear colanders on their head in their uh, their, uh, their ID photos, their driver's license. Because they're called pastafarians. Like Rastafarians, but pasta. Because they believe in the flying spaghetti monster. That's a real thing, bro. It's a real thing. You can do it. That's not labeled as misinformation. That's just like, oh, that's his religion. It's like, well, whatever, bro. Like, you know, this dude can't have some scientific shit that differs. He can't have a different opinion in science. Like, when did, that's the thing. It's like, when did having a different different opinion or uh, a different way of looking at science or maybe different findings in science lead to like, no, this is it, like the fake news plague. This almost reminds me of like, um, it's called the Red Scare. It was back in like the the 60s and 70s uh and like maybe even the 80s i don't think it was that far it was more like the 60s where everybody was like uh, afraid of communism you know like people that worked in the news broadcast, they get accused of communism they get fired you know that's what it feels like now it's like everything's fake news i was like yes a lot of it is but it's like you know just because it doesn't go with like what everyone says doesn't mean it's fake and just because everyone says something and believes it doesn't make that real either like there's bullshit everywhere like it should be on you to do your own research and for you to determine what you feel is right i don't think we need to be fucking spoon fed everything we get shoved so much shit down our throats in this country anyway of like like i said like the news and advertisements all kinds of shit lie to you and manipulate you and you know everyone's guilty of falling for it you know like it is what it is bro i fall victim to advertising and and propaganda, and fake news stories, all that shit, like, it happens to everybody, but it's like, do you need another fucking arm, like, no, we're gonna speed, we're gonna spoon feed you this, and let you know, because you're a little baby, and you're not an adult, you can't listen to something, and then, you know, like, if, like, I've heard some shit on Joe Rogan, where I'm like, that can't be true, and I go and look it up myself, because somebody said it, or he said it, and I go, you know, I dis- I disagree with Joe Rogan sometimes when I listen to his podcast. You know, there's times he says shit where I'm like, bro, that's not that's not a good take or that's not true. That's not a good way to look at it. Not like they act like everyone who listens to Joe Rogan lives and die by his word. And like, sure, there's a bunch of bros on the subreddit that do live and die by his word and fucking roast elk meat at 300 degrees for two hours or whatever the fuck. You, you know what I'm saying? Like sheep will always find a shepherd, you know? It's not that difficult to realize that, but now it seems like, no, we want to be the shepherd of all the sheep, or we get to determine what sheep follow what shepherd. It's like, motherfucker, like, chill, bro. Let people make up their own mind, bro. It's like, it's like everybody's like a baby now, and you're too stupid. You're too dumb to actually listen to this and, you know, find out what's real or not, which might be true. A lot of people just read headlines, but like, those people have always existed. It's just that now they have a platform and social media to share all this shit with other sheep and everybody's a sheep i'm a sheep for certain shit it is like i said sheep are always going to find a shepherd bro so sitting here worrying about where they're gonna go like they're gonna go where they're gonna go bro like it is what it is um speaking of like dumb people on social media twitch there's some things going on on twitch we got people on twitch i'm not gonna call their names out Not like they're going to hear this or be offended, but like, who gives a shit? There's these people on Twitch. It's like, uh, kind of like when, uh, if you guys don't watch Twitch, um, I watch it from like time to time, but, um, there's people who live and die by Twitch. That's their entertainment. They watch it all day long. They watch people stream for hours on end, you know, doing all kinds of things. You know, people, some people play video games. Uh, some people do like uh, arts and crafts, some people do woodworking, some people do like really cool paintings or like makeup or you know, and when I mean like makeup, I mean like fucking Hollywood special effects makeup, like uh, cosplaying and shit like that, there's some real cool shit that people do that's like independent or you got people who make music or you know, uh, I don't know, all kinds of shit bro, people live stream all kinds of stuff, right? And then you got these motherfuckers I hate, bro. It's just like the YouTubers who are, um, like Jake Paul, um, even though he's boxing now, back when Jake Paul was really on his YouTube shit, he was, like, churning out videos for kids, bro, you know, like, or, like, Lele Pons, you know, they make these skits for people in high school when they're, like, 24 years old, like, bro, I haven't thought about high school since I was 19, not even, 18, because I graduated at 17, like, like, I haven't thought about high school since like the last, like one year out of high school, that should be the last time you think about high school. Like, oh, you remember a year ago I was in fucking gym class? Like that should be the last time you think about high school or think about what it was like to be in high school. Like you, you graduated, you, you, you done it, you beat that campaign, dude. You can go onto the DLCs now, all right? Like I don't get it, but you got these people that like that, that like they're not really creating anything. They're like milking a system. They're milking an algorithm. Like it's a game to them. When I remember, like, f- like first watching YouTube or, like, when the, f- like, fucking, when the term, like, content creator first came out, right? I was like, man, that's cool. That's a cool thing, bro. You create content, you know? You make stuff. hmm You know? You build, like, a community running jokes, themes. There's a lot of YouTubers I like that were, like, from Vine that became really good content creators. And even on Vine, they were good content creators. You know, you got Cody Cole, Noel Miller they're great they like they started off making videos separate then a few together and then it grew into the tmg podcast and that's huge now to where they have other podcasts on their own shit like their own podcast network which is dope right and even like drew uh drew fuck drew uh, drew gooden and uh danny gonzalez then you got people like uh danny Mullen. Um, You got all these people on YouTube like uh, Ross Creations. There's a lot of good people out there that genuinely make like new and good content all the time, right? And that brings me back to these Twitch streamers, right? Uh, If you guys don't really follow a lot of like internet trends, uh, if you play video games, you know what like metas are. Uh, Meta is like the thing everyone does. Uh, It's like generally considered OP, you know, this weapon with that weapon with these attachments, and that's the meta, that's what you run, it's the best way to win the game, get the best results with it most of the time, like, six months ago, eight months ago, there was, like, a hot tub meta, where all these, like, attractive females were wearing, you know, revealing bikinis, and leggings, and whatnot, and hanging out in hot tubs, basically, like, you know, getting a bunch of stands, and lonely dudes to, you know, because you know they're doing squats or you know they're chilling in a hot tub some real like degenerate stuff like they're down bad if you're paying to have some girl write your name on her arm right (laughs) so basically that was like the hot tub meta right and people ended up making fun of that and it passed you know but now we have like the react meta which i thought died back when i was in high school when the fine brothers tried to uh trademark the word react right i didn't know people were still reacting to content and I guess there's a difference of like when I watch like Moist Critical or somebody like that on Twitch and he reacts to like unseen YouTube videos or stuff like that, That that's a little different for me because that's him interacting with his chat. He's like exposing people to, you know, new content, stuff that's not DMCA, stuff that's not copyrighted, you know? But then you got these fucking streamers on here, bro. They're watching MasterChef. They're watching Avatar The Last Airbender. They're watching TV shows. And people are paying them to watch TV shows. And it's like, listen, I'm not going to shit on these streamers. I'm sure they did their hard work, air quotes. Because, like, is working on the internet hard or is it just kind of difficult? Like, it's not that hard. It might be mentally taxing. It might be a little difficult. But it is not hard by any means. I know so many friends of mine that work actual hard jobs so when I hear like, oh, this isn't as easy as you think, it's like, yeah, neither is my homie working, you know, it's 16 hours in a factory or, you know, my homie who works, you know, eight hours overnight at a factory. And then it goes and fucking, you know, puts in windows and puts in floor paneling and does all this shit after he gets off work. You know, neither is that, you know, neither is my homie in Chicago who used to climb trees and cut them down. Like, that shit's, that's hard work, you know? You sitting at your fucking desk playing Apex for eight hours is difficult. It's taxing on the brain. It's not hard. It's not hard at all. So when I see that people are paying people to watch MasterChef, it's like, what the fuck? Like, when did content creation become, I'm gonna watch a TV show? Like, I just don't get that. It's like, when I thought about, like, creating content, I was like, I'm gonna have to make something. I'm gonna have to sit down, I'm gonna have to plan something, be somewhat creative, Nowadays, you got these people where it's like, nah, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to just sit here and um, yeah, I'm going to watch this and I'm going to pause it. Um, That's about it. And like, I get it. It's a, a, what's that called? It is a, um, it's a service industry, you know? This, music, podcasts, videos, all that stuff is a service industry. You're providing a service for people. And people are going to ask for the service they want. So I get it. Maybe the fans ask for it. But then again, it's like, who are these fans? Never in my life, no matter how much I like somebody, would I want (laughs) to. Like, if it was like a giveaway and you got to watch a TV show with that person, like in person, I guess it'd be cool. Not even then. It would still be stupid. It's like, I don't care how much I like Joe Rogan. I don't want to watch Joe Rogan watch Fear Factor. Like, that's not something I want to see. And there's a difference between like like that's that's a perfect example. Joe Rogan will do these things called fight companions, which is like if he's not commentating a UFC event, him and a bunch of his like friends will, you know, get together and watch the UFC fights and then talk about it and give commentary that's a little different bro because that's kind of like if you have nobody to watch the fights with and you want to hear like you know you don't want to listen to the commentators you want to like you know like, like you're having a conversation with your boys or you know your friends or something you could turn that on it's not them literally just watching the fights sitting there like oh like sometimes it is and they go oh my god like i can't believe it but sometimes they're talking about the fighters or they're giving insight about you know this arena or what it's like to fight at this you know this this high above sea level, and how the altitude's different, or the time change affects people, or they're giving you like tidbits about like old fights. But it's like you're watching the fights and listening to them on the side, you're not watching them watch the fights. Which is like, bro, imagine watching someone watch a cartoon, it's stupid, bro, it's dumb, and it's like people get paid for that. And it's like I said, it's a service industry, get your money. Um, I'm not hating. But I'm definitely criticizing. I think it's stupid. I think it's a waste of time. I think that you're lazy for doing it. I think like you shouldn't like. There's a difference between interacting with your fans. And like. I don't want to say they're abusing their fan base. But it's like. I don't know. When I see like people like KSI or PewDiePie. Or these YouTubers react to like things in their subreddit it's different. That's like you directly interacting with like, like that's your subreddit. It's your discord. Like it's your community. It's not even you reacting. It's like you being a part of it. It's like a weekly check-in of like, let's look at all the stupid shit post memes people put in the discord, you know, like that's different from then just like watching something that anyone can go watch. It's like, I, I just don't get it. It blows my mind. And I think it's very lazy and I think it's it's shitty to do. Like, I wouldn't want to do that to my fan base. I would like, want to do better. And, like, I don't know. Even if they really wanted it, I would have to sit down and, like, have an adult conversation with them. and Be like, you're wasting everyone's time. You're wasting your own time. You don't need to watch me watch a show. I'm not going to take your money. I'm not going to waste your time, more importantly, to let you watch me watch a show. I'll watch a show on my own time. I'll tell them, no, sorry, I'm not doing that there's a like, I'd rather you do a just chatting stream with your chat where you do like nothing and just talk to them. I'm more okay with that than like you watching a show. And it's like, not even that it's going to fuck up things for like smaller creators on Twitch. You know, people might not get advertisements, you know, people might not be able to do other things, but it's just these fucking giant creators with millions of followers that take a two day ban, like, uh, whatever. I, I expected this. It's like, oh, so you knew you were going to break the rules and going to get banned, and you did it anyway. Because, like, when they come back, they get higher views because they haven't been streaming for three days. So, because, oh, my God, it's been three days. Like, I need to turn into the stream. It's a game. You know, they play these little pawns. Like, they play these fans like they're pawns. Their own fan base, they play them. Like, it's a, like it's a game. Like, it's Battleship or something. And uh, I don't know. I think it's whack. And, uh, you know... You streamers, you know who you are. I don't want to call out people's names on here. I don't give a shit enough. I'll never meet these people. Um, but yeah, that's my two cents. If you watch people watch uh, shows, you got problems. Uh, look into uh, a new hobby or something, bro. I don't know. Build a build a model airplane. Go outside and throw it. You know, fly a kite. I don't know, bro. But the day you catch me watching somebody watch something else like like even watching someone play a video game is different because they might have like I'm dog shit at a lot of video games so when I see somebody who's really good I'm like wow they're really good at this video game let me watch them and appreciate their skill they're doing something I'm never gonna sit and watch somebody watch something you're not doing anything you don't deserve my time you don't deserve my money that's it you didn't make anything I don't it's like they're crackheads, like they're like waiting to see someone laugh at the part they're funny, or like waiting to see somebody cry at the really sad part that they cried at. It's like, goddamn, that's a sad fucking life, bro. God damn. I don't have no friends either, but like I'm not doing that shit, I'm not down that bad. But yeah, covers quite a few topics today, I think. But yeah, we're at like 50 minutes, 53 minutes yeah covered a lot of topics I'm out of breath man I get upset sometimes when I and maybe it's jealousy you know maybe it's just me speaking as like a a up-and-coming just starting out creator or it's like I guess I'm jealous I don't have that fan base but it's like fuck man it's like jealousy mixed with like you deserve better it's like I want to do better for those fans (laughs) like you know and um yeah it's part of it I guess I think part of it might be jealousy I think another part of it is actual though like you know, when did content creation become reacting to shit, where's the creation, what are you creating, you know, you might have content, but like, what are you creating, I guess that's my point, bring the creator back into content creator, you know, because nowadays, it's just content for content's sake, you know, but yeah, um, almost to the end of the show, Uh, I was gonna talk about uh, a few things, a few short things here at the end, um, I'm thinking of ways that I could grow the podcast. I don't really know how to do that, but I want to reach more people. Um, Don't know how I'm going to do this. Um, I'm going to try to figure it out. If you guys have any suggestions, um, let me know. As always, you guys could share this if you think it's worth it. If you find somebody in there in the podcast and you go, hey, I know a guy. His name's Dave. He does a podcast every Friday. You should check it out. It's on Spotify. And I promise... Um, by the end of the weekend, by Sunday night, I will have every episode uploaded to YouTube. So you can even tell him, oh, you don't have Spotify? Well, guess what? It's a little delayed, but he puts up every episode on YouTube as well. So you can find me at YouTube.com. Uh, <laughs> I don't know the hyperlink. Backslash just last week uh, podcast. but I think it's just, just last week. But yeah, so I'm um, trying to figure that out. Uh, thinking about like, I don't know. I thought about like buying a, you know, like those signs that people wear where it's like the front and the back. I thought about like, just as a joke, like going out to stand on the road, like follow my podcast or like, I don't know, interviewing people. I'm about to buy this voice recorder so I can like record stuff on the fly. But I can also do like funny skits like that and try to lay some in where it's like, I'm just standing around asking people like, do you listen to podcasts? And they're like, yes. It's like, would you listen to mine? No. Oh, OK. All right. But, you know, I don't know. It's funnier in my head. Uh, but yeah, so new things are in the works. I'm going to buy that little voice recorder, see what I can do with that. Um, also, uh, in a week or two, maybe a month or two, who knows, uh, somewhere within the next month and a half, um probably going to go up to uh, the, the Kennedy Space Center um, down here. I live on the space coast of Florida. It's on the East Coast um i went there as a kid but it seems like now they have a lot more stuff there and now elon you know he's over there shooting off rockets there was a there was a rocket launch yesterday morning i was asleep it was so loud my mom thought i fell out of bed um which is dope because i live like 40 miles probably yeah 30 40 miles away from where the rockets take off so that's loud as fuck bro um so yeah, that's cool. So Elon's there, you know, shooting off rockets, landing rockets left and right. Um, so I figured I'd go up there, check it out, and uh, you know, if I had the voice recorder, maybe I catch an astronaut or something, ask him a couple questions. Who knows, right? Um, but I figured I'd go up there, and maybe do a little space theme episode. You know, I go up there, I get the little guided tour, cause I don't have nobody to go with. You know, shout out, somebody wants to come with me. Uh, <laughs> and I buy the little guided tour. And I find out some facts about space and NASA and the moon um, and whatnot, you know. And then after that, I come back and I report my findings from, uh, you know, NASA. Maybe Elon's there and I catch Elon on the fly. Ask him, hey, what's up with these rockets, man? How you get them to land like that? (laughs) And uh, yeah, so I got a few things in the works. Also, like I said, I think I said this a week ago, um, possibly might end up having like a little studio, a little room without a bed. Um, where I could set up, you know, a desk and a, you know, my computer, maybe get a webcam and, uh, yeah, get some guests, get some video. Um, but yeah, I'm super happy to everyone that keeps listening to these. Um, it's fucking dope. Uh, when I hear people tell me they listen every week, that's like the coolest feeling ever. So I appreciate it. And if you stick with me, it's only going to get better from here. Um, so yeah, uh, weekly recommendation this week. Um, I... Um, uh, this last week, uh, was listening to like music that I was listening to when I lived in Chicago, right? And, uh, it's kind of like a twofer, uh, cause I think, uh, both of these were like a lesson for me. Um, it's two artists. They're both, uh, young and they both are dead. Unfortunate. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. That was kind of rude. Um, the weekly recommendations this week are two, uh, young men that passed away uh, back in like 2017, 2018. Uh, I'm not sure. But like definitely 2018 for sure. One of them maybe 2017. Um, it's Lil Peep and XXX Um, This is the first week I've ever done a twofer. Where you get like two weekly recommendations at once. Um, the reason for that being is. Uh, I think both of these dudes. Um, definitely had something. Uh, very new and unique to offer to. To. Uh, not just the rap game, but just music in general, uh, I think they were both somewhat on this new wave of, you know, um, mixing sounds that I always thought would work, uh, before I was ever into, like, hip-hop, like, heavy, right, um, I was into, like, punk rock, like, Green Day, um, you know, Black Flag, NoFX, uh, things like that, um, Bad Brains, shout out, um, So, like, when I was in middle school, bro, like, 6th and 7th grade, I would wear these, like, wax black skinny jeans, and I had this Green Day t-shirt that I got from my brother. It was, like, a hand-me-down that I thought was, like, the coolest thing ever. So, I was, like, this little punk kid. I always thought that shit was cool. I was playing, like, uh, Tony Hawk's American Wasteland. You know, I wanted to be like that. You know, I even wanted to wear eyeliner at one point in middle school. I thought that shit was dope. You know, (laughs) fucking looking all edgy. Fucking punk kid. You know, jean jackets and skinny jeans and whatnot. Uh, so I always had, like, an affinity for, like, uh, like that rock music and that punk rock feel. And um, I know I put up Zillikami before on here, and uh, his album uh, was very much like that. It's like a blend of punk rock and rap mixed in one. But Lil Peep and X. Um, X was more uh, experimental, like, on his uh, albums after he died, unfortunately. The... The music that sounded like he was about to come out with, I thought would have changed the game. Uh, He was doing like these real gnarly like metal screams, but they were more like punk screams. They weren't very metalish. They were more like raw. Like he didn't know, not that he did know how to do it, but it was like, it was more emotional. Like, uh, Like metal screaming is more of like an art. This was more of like, you know, guttural. Like it's coming straight from the source of like anger or pain or whatever, right? And, uh, same with Lil Peep, you know, Lil Peep would blend these, you know, dark bass lines with these, you know, heavy guitars and, um, you know, both of these dudes had like face tattoos and super like new wave and, um, you know, I will admit for both of these artists, I judged them before I ever heard anything about them, before I ever heard any music, before I ever watched any interviews, um... And it was like homies of mine that convinced me like, nah, Dave, you need to check out X. You're going to love him. Dave, you need to check out Peep. You're going to love it. Like, give it a chance. Listen to it. Take it in. Don't just judge it. And after I did that, you know, I still listen to Lil Peep. I still listen to X. Uh, X's interviews are what really got me on being a fan of X. Um, There was things like uh, XXXTentacion would say in interviews that, like, I had thought before, but I'd never heard anyone say. And that shit was, like, crazy, bro. I never I never connected with an artist like that where I was like, damn, bro. Like, he just said some shit that I thought for years. And he vocalized it. And I never, I never said that shit to nobody. I only just thought it. It was only just a thought in my head that I thought was too weird of a thought or too crazy to ever say. So, you know, I didn't. And when I heard him, like, talk about things that, you know, really hit home to me, I was like, damn, bro, like, this is, this is my dude, bro, and I was so hot on X for a minute, bro, like, that's all I listened to, you know, every time he came out with a new album or a new project, I would obsess over it, I would go find old songs with him and Ski, um, you know, him and Denzel Curry back in the day, even, you know, like, uh, Raider Clan stuff, and, uh, you know, the members-only mixtapes with, like, you know, Wi-Fi's Funeral, and, um, all those guys, but, um, yeah, man, like, same thing with Peep, like, after I gave Peep a listen, I listened to his interviews, and, you know, uh, yeah, like, plus the, my friend who showed me Lil Peep, uh, (laughs) Lil Peep reminded, like, they reminded me of each other, like, the guy who showed me Lil Peep reminded me of Lil Peep, and Lil Peep reminded me of the guy who showed me him, you know, um, just, like, the way they would talk, and, uh, somewhat of, like, uh, their outlook on certain things, um, and, you know, like, they were both, like, trendy on the fashion and shit like that, so, um, yeah, definitely check them out, um, there's a lot of cool stuff, uh, recommendations for Lil Peep, um, I think you should check out the Hellboy mixtape first, that's one of my favorite Lil Peep projects, it's on Spotify, uh, it's a really good mixtape, him and Lil Tracy, like, dude, there's so many good songs on that mixtape, and it's very what's the word unorthodox it's very different music it's very different rap if you could call it that i don't even think not like in a disrespectful way i just think it deserves its own like genre it's a little different than rap like it's rap based but at the same time it's something completely different um so hellboy and then uh you know unfortunately with peep his discography is very small just because he's got a lot of singles but you know little peep definitely listen to hellboy uh beamer boy white wine um, and then, you know, call me when you're sober part one, uh, for X recommendations, uh, the revenge compilation, um, it's a mixtape on Spotify. It's called revenge. Uh, and then obviously 17 and then the album question mark. That's just what it's called. Uh, it's just a question mark. <laughs> um, but same thing with X. His discography is very small. I recommend Skins. It's a posthumous album. Uh, posthumous album, which means it came out after he died. Um, that is where most of the music that like I feel like he was gonna come out with. Like, there's a song with Kanye and Travis Barker that is just so good and it's so different and it's so raw. You could feel the emotion. Um, but I don't really like listening to uh music that comes out after people die. It always just feels, uh, you know unfinished and i don't feel like if i was you know if i was in that position i died i wouldn't want people to release stuff i was working on just because it wouldn't be real it would just be i don't know it's it's nice to have and it's nice to see but you know it's not finished it's not really the product they wanted to put out it's halfway done they didn't get a say in it either but you know it is what it is but those are the weekly recommendations if you know who they are uh go give them some more listens give them some love if you haven't had them in your rotation in a while throw them on while you're at the gym or you know driving around oh also Lil Peep Star Shopping Uh, it's his most played song on Spotify but it's for a reason it's great also fun fact he wrote that song in like 40 minutes and like they said he literally heard the beat and then went and sat in a corner and wrote the entire song without ever like like when I write songs when I write raps I like you know, bah, 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 bah. I'm just like saying it with the beat and then I'll write like a line and then I'll try to write a couple lines and then I'll restart the track and then I'll spit it again from the top. They say he just went in the corner, wrote that shit, went in the booth and spit it. And um, yeah, I think it's a great song. So, um, yeah, check them out. And then you know what it is. It's the end of the uh, episode. So we got to do some plugs. Uh, make sure you guys follow us on Spotify and YouTube. Like I said, by the end of the weekend, we will have every episode on YouTube, if you could follow me on YouTube, I'd really appreciate it, if you need a link, hit me up, I'll send you a link, because it is very hard to find, um, rate the show on Spotify, they have a rate feature, give it uh, some stars, rate this episode, like it, heart it, don't, share it, I'd appreciate it, but yeah, give us a rating, I'm trying to get a bunch of ratings, so I can see the overall rating of our show, that'd be really cool guys, I really appreciate it, <laughs> as always, I say it every week, um, hit me up on the gmail, uh, just last week, podcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me, if you want to send me something to react to, if you want to send me a, a story, you want me to read something funny, a question, a comment, a concern, or a riddle, anything along those lines. If you know me personally, hit me up on Facebook, Snapchat, um, or the good old uh, cellular phone. Um, yeah, as always, I appreciate you guys. I love you. Thank you for listening, and uh, we will see you next week.